Hello there, it's Gareth here, and I hope you are well, and welcome to this episode 75 of the podcast, um, and today we're going to talk about something which I believe we all have, and um, the title of the podcast will give it away. We're going to talk about our inner critic. It's funny, isn't it? You know, sometimes we can be our best friend and our worst enemy, um, and all those two things that were kind of the best supporter we can ever be, sometimes ourselves, um, but you know, when we have this inner critic... Is it inner critic or inner critic? Inner critic. It doesn't sound right, inner critic. It is the inner critic. Anyway, inner critic is something we all have. It's part of our makeup. No matter how positive you are, no matter how upbeat you are about life, now and again the inner critic will come along and they will tap you on the shoulder just to remind you of something that you didn't want to think about and start you worrying about the fact that you're doing something that's maybe not the right thing to do. I can tell you now, if you're somebody who creates content online, the inner critic will turn up a lot. Um, it turns up a lot with me. I have to be very careful. I can sometimes write something, post something on social media, write a blog, do a podcast, and think, you know, I've done it. I think, wow, that's great. So the inner supporter in me is saying, well done, you've done a good job there. And then a couple of days later, a little tap on the shoulder. Hello? Uh, yeah, so your inner critic is here. Yeah, that episode was shit. What? Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. You sounded foolish. What do you mean I sound like foolish? I thought we're good. No, not really. We're very bad. In fact, to be honest, it's probably you more harm than good. You know, you're just a fool, really. You know, I'm just thinking you're a fool. Bang, that's how the inner critic works. So if you're listening to this, does your inner critic turn up? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have such a person? If you see you don't have such a person, I'm sorry you do. We all know we do. So today we're going to talk about ways to deal with that um, unscrupulous character that we all have because in order to get through most things that we do in life personally and professionally we need to manage our inner critic um, I have to be honest it's not always a bad thing to have an inner critic because it does keep you honest but you've got to know the difference between what I call positive feedback and what I call malicious feedback and those two things we can be we can sometimes be very aware of them when we see other people interacting because sometimes when you, I've done this myself, I've, I've been in company with people and somebody said something, you just think, that's completely unnecessary, you didn't need to say that. You know, it wasn't kind and it wasn't helpful, why did you say it? And that's kind of, for me, that's malicious feedback. When somebody gives you a positive feedback and says, you know, I liked what you did there, have you thought about considering this? That's a bit different, that's, that's a, a welcoming way to give feedback. And generally, unless you're a horrible person, um, we all tend to try to give honest positive feedback and, and that's very very useful and very helpful um, but the other stuff we shouldn't do it and yet even if we are the nicest people who would never ever say anything horrible and critical to other people we'll say it to ourselves so I sometimes find myself having internal conversations with myself that are not just rude they can be quite destructive you know and you think why you wouldn't say that to anybody else why would you say it to yourself and you should really judge that. So I'm, I'm making the assumption that anybody listening to this, you're a nice person, okay? If you're a bit of a twat, I'm sorry. Um, stop listening now because you're certainly not somebody I want to interact with. I want them listening to my stuff. But I think most of the people that listen to this will be nice people. So if you're a nice person and you're courteous and you want to do your best for other people, you will give people positive feedback and you'll be kind to them. So if you do that with other people, you should be exactly the same with yourself and we're not always that, are we? So this is what I want you to do. This is a simple exercise I'm going to give you today. 
A few episodes back, I talked about taking notes, keeping journals. Very, very important. If you're not doing that, you should be doing it. So if, if you do want to kind of learn a bit more about kind of um, note taking or writing goals, flick back to episode 71 and 72 if you haven't watched them there about goal taking and note taking or goal writing and note taking. But one little exercise you can do to give you an idea of how often your inner critic turns up and how often you say you say things to yourself that are not correct is you start writing down any time you say something negative about yourself to yourself, whether you've said it out loud in front of a mirror or as you're walking about in your car or driving about in your car or walking about, you've said this about yourself and it was negative, or you say internally in your head, write it down. Now, I did this exercise a while ago with somebody and it was surprising how many times this person said something critical and negative about themselves. It was ridiculous. And when we wrote the things down that this person was saying to themselves, it was surprising that almost all of it, in fact, I would say 99% of what they were talking about was not true. And I could disprove what they were saying about themselves. And when I disproved it, then they all of a sudden changed the mindset and thought, ah, you're right, actually. And that just shows you how the inner critic turns up. Because what the ta- what your inner critic says and what you say to yourself sometimes is based on a number of things. And it can be emotions. You might be a bit emotional that day or you might be tired, hungry, angry. And and, and there's something in that. Actually. I've, 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 I may have mentioned this before on other podcasts, but it's worth mentioning again because this is an important word to remember is the word halt. When we, If you remember the word halt, these are the times when you're more susceptible to doing things that aren't always good for you. So that could be the way we talk to ourselves or even sometimes habits we have that we, we might do when we get into these states. And there's four of them. And if you remember the word halt, you remember what these four things are. The first thing is H, hungry. When you're hungry, you tend to make mad, bad decisions, mad decisions even, mad and bad decisions you make when you're hungry. You know, we've all acted that term, haven't we? We've got hangry. That's when you're hungry and angry at the same time. You know, we know people that are hangry. Um, my partner, so if you don't feed her, if she go, if she goes over the edge with the food, she becomes hangry. You can, you've can you got to feed her. And a lot of people like that. So when we're hungry, we make bad decisions and we can sometimes do things we don't want to do and say things to ourselves and sometimes other people that we shouldn't say because we're hungry. So you should avoid being hungry. Next thing is when we're angry. We make bad decisions when we're angry. So if you're angry about something, something's happened that's upsetting, you become angry. You're not always going to make the best decisions when you're angry. So never make decisions when you're angry. Slow back. You shouldn't talk to yourself when you're angry. Allow yourself to come down from that anger. Manage your emotion. Then you're in a much better frame of mind to make a decision or do something. Never make a decision or do anything when you're angry. The next is L. The next word or letter of the, the word halt is L and that stands for lonely. We can make bad decisions and we can be very critical to ourselves when we are lonely. And this is very important for people who maybe don't live with anybody or don't have a partner. And if you can spend some time and you get too much time by yourself and you start to feel lonely, you can then start to feel really bad about yourself. You say bad things about yourself. The inner critic comes up and tells you, oh, you're a shitbag. You don't have a partner because of this. You know, no woman, no man's going to want you because of this. That's when the inner critic can really, really show up when you're lonely. So... You know, how do you avoid being lonely? It's a good question, that, and actually, you know, probably a full episode in itself. What I will say is, I think loneliness can sometimes be a state of mind more than just the fact that there's nobody about. I know I've been lonely in a crowd. Um, I felt lonely and there's been, there's been people around me. Other times I've been alone for many, many days and I've never felt lonely at all. I think loneliness is... when I'm when, if, you, if you're somebody who suffers from loneliness, having something to focus on, 
whether it's an exercise regime, a hobby, um, some element of reading or interest, I think that can help with loneliness. Because I think loneliness and boredom are very, very similar. You know, you can sometimes, I'm lonely, but actually, are you bored? And you're bored and you'll say, oh, it's because I'm on my own. It's because you're bored, really. Find something interesting to do. Um, but it's a much bigger subject is loneliness. I don't want to go into it too much. But loneliness, watch for that because that's where it turns up when we say bad things about ourselves. And finally, T of the whole, the final letter is T, and that stands for tiredness. If you are tired, you'll make mad dis- bad decisions. Again, mad, bad decisions. You'll make poor decisions when you're tired, and it's also when you can tend to get very critical of yourself. You're very tired. Again, you're not feeling great because of your tiredness. Um, and to be quite honest, you know, we've got to be careful of that. Being tired is something I think people struggle from because they don't always have the best sleep regimes, the sleep routines, and they don't really take feeling tired serious. You know, I have talked about this before. I've done a blog about this. Don't allow yourself to get overtired. You're much better. Rather than pushing on when you're tired and trying to do something because it needs to be done, sometimes taking a rest, a small snooze, and then you get back at it, you'll be much more effective and get it done quicker. So it's really a bad strategy to work or do anything when you are tired but also it's at that time when you'll be ultra critical of yourself because you just don't feel right you, in order to deal with this inner critic you need energy you need the ability to recognize the inner critic showing up and then secondly the ability to kind of reframe and relook at what the inner critic's saying and put it in a more positive way or recognize by again using the energy to recognize that that's bullshit you're saying to yourself you can't that when you're tired so if you do, somebody who struggles from this, if you find yourself being hungry, angry, lonely and tired, these are when we make bad decisions, we say things to ourselves that are incorrect and the inner critic shows up. So those are the reasons the inner critic can show up. The other reason the inner critic shows up is because we can sometimes have a lack of um, self-worth. We don't feel good enough. So we're just looking for an excuse to come along to say we're not good enough. So that's why if you do create something or you put something out there in the public domain like a like a blog, a blog, a podcast, or if you say something in front of your friends, the inner critic will kind of work on your kind of um, insecurities and say, this isn't right. And that inner critic is only using that kind of insecurity you have inside. It's it's very difficult to say how do you become less insecure. I think we all suffer from it, you know. We all have inner critics. We all have issues sometimes with self-worth. Um, and I think if you don't have those challenges, I don't think you're normal. Because I think you're lying. If you said somebody, oh, and I always feel 100% buzzed up about myself, you know you don't. You can't do. Because human beings all have the same emotions go through us. Depending how we made up and whether we're introverted, extroverted, whether we've got good self-esteem, bad self-esteem, it will just make the, the good bits and the bad bits different in other people, but you'll still experience them all. So some people can't, might, might be positive most of the time, but they will still neg- feel negative about themselves sometimes. Even the most negative people will feel positive sometimes. So it's just becoming self-aware of who you are and your makeup and not being critical of that, because again, your inner critic goes to work on that saying, well, you know, if you weren't such a miserable bastard, you know, you'd get more done in life. You know, if you weren't such a miserable sod, you know, more people would like you. Inner critic is a real thing. So is your inner supporter. How they show up and when they show up can be down to you taking care of your hunger, angry, loneliness and tiredness. But it can also be about recognising each one of those as just giving you an opinion. Whether you bind to that opinion is down to you. So when the inner critic shows up, say, okay, I almost talk to my inner critic like it's another person. Okay, I appreciate your feedback, but that's not true. Same with inner supporter. 
Because just in the same way you can be critical of stuff you probably think, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you might put something out there or say something, you think, oh, that was great with that, and it wasn't, you know? So you've got to be aware that you are in a critic and you're in a supporter. We both have them. They show up at different times in different situations, but they're both opinions. What you choose to do is look at that opinion. Is it factual? If it is factual and it works for you, use that fact. If it isn't factual, it isn't working for you, reframe it. Actually, that's not correct. And you'd be surprised how quickly you can put your inner critic into some kind of order. You will never stop being a critic, so don't try to think you can. Because the, the, your inner critic will use, will use the fact you can't stop your inner critic to make, be make more critical of yourself. Your inner critic is a real thing. Manage it. Same with your supporter. Learning to manage those two is a practice, but it's a practice you can get on top of. So there you go. Try that today. Write down in a journal every time you say something negative about yourself. It's an interesting exercise to do. If you find yourself on there, you've put things on like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things. Go to work at the inner critic. Every time it shows up, reframe it. It's not true. More positive spin on it. And uh, you'll find that that will be a way to start to improve yourself, your self-esteem. And it starts by making the notes. So write down every single time your inner critic shows up today. There you go. Try the exercise. And do try it, you know, just say, yeah, that's a nice idea. Because if you do a step episode 772, it's really important you write stuff down. Write it down. Don't just say you'll do it in your head because you'll forget. Get your notepad, pen, write down your inner critic coming up in what he says and take you from there. There you go. Enjoy the episode. Until the next episode, you take care.